Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. You know, supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and finding other women and men who feel the same way is my favorite thing to do. Their stories are inspiring, and they help us all to understand that we can succeed if we support one another in our work and in our lives. These important conversations gave me the stories and wisdom for my earlier book, Leading Women, and have also inspired me with my newest book, which came out in early 2019. In this together, how successful women support each other in work and life. This week, I'm very pleased to welcome back Tiffany Shalane. Tiffany is an Emmy-nominated filmmaker, author, founder of the Webby Awards, and co-founder of two global initiatives. Character Day and Fifty Fifty Day. So many wonderful things. Now, this is her first book, her very first book, 24-6, The Power of Unplugging One Day a Week. It came out in September, and it's a wonderful book. I can't say enough about it, but it explores turning off screens one day each week for what they call technology sabbat and how technology is shaping our 24-7 world as individuals, our relationships with one another, and our society. Tiffany's films and work have received over 80 awards and distinctions so far. She was honored by the Newsweek as one of the women shaping the 21st century. The Albert Einstein Foundation selector is one of the 100 visionaries continuing Einstein's legacy, including in their upcoming book, Genius, 100 Visionaries of the Future. You've probably seen Tiffany talking in all major media outlets about 24-6. So I'm so very, very excited to welcome her back to a smart, amazing conversations with Dr. Nancy. So glad to talk to you again. Happy New Year, Tiffany. Welcome, of course. Thank you for being with me. <laughs> We're recording now. Oh, thank you, thank you <laughs> but, for having me back. <laughs> but, you know, this is a conversation, and this is about you, 30 minutes just to talk about you. Maybe you will talk about me a little bit, but it's really about this book. <laughs> but you, oh, know what's, you know what's the most important, and I know I started with the last time we spoke, is that the personal story behind everything we do really defines who we are. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. The story of you and and mm. how you've gotten to be who you are and why you're doing the things you're doing. You know, if we all just sat down in a circle like you do every Friday and start your unplugging, but if everyone just mm-hmm. sat down and just had that discussion, it would just be so powerful, so absolutely powerful. Mm. But, oh, that's so true. And I think that... Um when you own who you are and where you come from and that your perspective is completely unique yeah, and that's why your perspective and voice is valuable in the world, that everyone has a unique perspective on a situation or on an issue and yeah. that it is important to get that unique perspective out, whether it's a, a film or a book or a blog or a talk that you will be kind of moving things forward and evolving things for everyone. Yeah. To share your perspective. But there's always somewhere in that story a connector. I mean, you always find something in that person's story that you will connect with, and, and somehow that discussion becomes richer and richer at that moment. 
But anyway, yeah. let's talk about you. It's all about you. But uh, <laughs> Tiffany, talk about your personal story because I think that's really so powerful, especially for this. Your first book, your first book. Yeah. So my background, you know, is in technology. I founded the Webby Awards, which is considered the Oscars of the web, um, when I was in my 20s. And I did that for like a decade. And then I sold that to go back to filmmaking. And I've made a lot of films about everything from gender equality to creativity to a lot of neuroscience and technology. And most of my films around technology kind of ask this central question is, when does technology amplify who we are as humans and when does it diminish it? And as much as I've been a huge proponent for the web and technology and always experimenting with the new tools, about 10 years ago, I was feeling incredibly distracted from the technology. It was, you know, after the iPhone came out, which I really think to as a big turning point when you could bring this supercomputer with you into the bedroom, the boardroom, the bathroom, the everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I hated the way I was feeling. I just felt like I was never present anywhere. And um, during that period, within a one week, I found out my father was diagnosed with brain cancer and given nine months to live and that I was pregnant. And um, I really, those nine months, I thought a lot about life and death and what's the meaning of life and what's important to me. And then my dad did pass away and my daughter was born. And my husband and I started doing, we started turning off all screens um, one day a week from Friday night to Saturday night for what we call our technology Shabbat. And we're Jewish, but we're not religious. And really, the only people I ever knew that did a full day of rest, a full day of Shabbat, it's also called the Sabbath, yeah. were really Orthodox and religious Jews, which I was not. But yet, mm-hmm. I was craving the ritual, and I was craving giving my mind, body, and soul a rest and connecting with the people I loved right in front of me without any screens in sight. So we did that 10 years ago. We've done it almost every week since. It has absolutely changed my life. My kids love it. My husband loves it. I love it. I feel like more productive, more creative. And, you know, the longer we've done this practice, the more crazy everyone's become with the screen. So a a couple years ago, I was like, I have to share this idea, which is really an updated idea of Shabbat. And it's not a religious, you know, it's for everyone, whatever Mm -hmm. your faith, no faith at all. It's pulling from an ancient wisdom practice that's over 3,000 years old and thinking, how does that apply to the modern era where everyone is on their screens all the time? So I wrote this book, 24-6, The Power of Unplugging One Day a Week, and it talks about my own personal journey with technology and unplugging and how much it's made my life better. goes into a lot of neuroscience, a lot of ideas around time and productivity and rest. And, and then, you know, as a woman from the tech industry, which I think is always a missing voice from the bigger conversation around tech and society, I have some proposals for what I think the tech companies and government and people need to consider in terms yeah. of the way we're living and, and changes we need to make. Well, it, it, it popped me right in the, you know, it, it, you know, just was the greatest thing because I needed that. I mean, your book was what I needed. And you, you call it Sabbath. I call it the Sabbath. You know, we used yeah. to have this day called Sunday that really yeah, was everything a, was closed. It yeah. was a day. It was a day of rest. People didn't go to work. Yeah. It was time to spend time with your family. It was time to do the things you want to do. But it really was considered yeah. a day of rest. And I don't know when the blue laws. I can't remember when they started, but it was when they opened, started yeah. opening everything up on Sunday. And I think that's really part of when it began. But then, of course, the the phones came into existence. But I think that's when we started to really start to change the way we thought about ourselves, 
how we thought about our families, and the port and the importance of who and what we were and are. And and you know, yeah. for me, you know, I've already started practicing. I just got back from New Zealand yesterday, but I've already I've been thinking about it, and I turned everything off last night, and I'm reading. Oh, you know, I mean, just the I'm fact so that you're glad. that you yeah. just take that time, and you're right, it gives you so much more time, and it, there's no pressure. Because every time yeah. you pick up the phone, you know, did you do this? Can you do that? What about this? Can you can you help me there? You know, I mean, it's just all these yeah. things, and you know, and you're you're really very respectful how you do this. I mean, I think the unplugging part, which you talk about in the book, is also a very thoughtful, a very gracious way of helping people to understand the importance of what you're doing and why you're doing it, and and families as well. But, again, get a landline. The thing is, it can be done. It can be done, you know. Well, that's been been so interesting is that the book came out um, recently, and now so many people are trying it and writing to me. I actually have a really active um, Facebook group called 24-6 Living where all these people are talking about how life-changing it's been. And, (laughs) And one of the most common things I'm hearing is this sense of, like, it was almost like I gave people permission to question the way they were living and yeah. and to turn to turn off. That I think I don't want this idea of the way we're living right now with everyone on their screens and pulling out their screens as they're talking to you and screens on the dining room table. That that's inevitable. That's not inevitable. Like every technology, yeah. like the pendulum goes and it's way too far right now. Yeah. And I think as humans, we've had to face this when the written word happened and television and just to go okay when does this make things better and when is it actually making things worse and anyone can tell you you know when you're talking to someone and somebody else pulls out their phone it doesn't Uh feel good it yeah it feels like hey you just you just cut me off you just just slam me yeah absolutely yeah and I think if we start to realize how much for the people we love and that we're with you know when I started the Webby Awards I my hope was that the web would connect us to all these new ideas and peoples in new ways. But I never imagined that it would disconnect us so completely from the people right in front of us. And I think I love technology and I love doing all these amazing things with it. I'm just saying, I don't love it all the time. And I don't think any of us, if we really thought about it, if you took one day to kind of live the old fashioned way of no screens, use a landline, Make a list of all the things you wish you had more time to do, reading and cooking and hanging out and maybe doing nothing. Yeah. But that, well, right you're, every, you're one, every, the one question you ask, which I think is the most important one, what brings you joy? What do you really want? Yeah. People don't take time to even ask those questions. They're too busy right. in the flow. Right. They jump into the flow in the morning and they stay in the flow till that night. And then, you know, then they're kind of buzzing and not letting go and not letting down. And I, w- I was sitting in a, uh, the hotel lobby, and I looked around. I was waiting for my daughter to come, and I looked around, and every person in that lobby was on their phone. And they were yeah. sitting with people like a husband and wife or you know whoever they were with. They weren't engaging with each other. They were on their phones, and I, and I just laughed. And I think that's part of it that you're really helping people to just to say, stop a minute. Think about this yeah. just for a second. What could you be doing? You could be talking to the person next to you. You could be engaging yeah. and, and looking at the art around the room. You could pick up something in, in the hotel that, that you would learn something about uh, the country you're in. But, no, they were on 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting because the book, I really question, you know, the way we're living the other, you know, most of the time. And then how good it feels to actually, I think people will just be elated once they experience this weekly day off because sure. the word I keep feeling, thinking of is I feel liberated. Like <laughs> we're so available to every single person in our lives. Yeah. And we're constantly being distracted with notifications and stressful, you know, news headlines and FOMO and this and that. It's hard to actually just think by yourself. And you should value being by yourself. That we need to remember that the Internet doesn't have all the answers. And you have to spend time just with yourself so you can hear what you want. What brings you joy? What do you yeah. really want to do with your life? All the big questions only happen when you actually sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. And right now, every spare moment we pick up the phone yeah or we go on the screen and we need yeah. to value we need to value reflection and being authentically with other people that are in the room and then just being authentically with ourselves yeah and people don't understand what you see what you hear affects your thoughts and you talk about the neuroscience of of thinking and the clutter that we put in there that we can't possibly be creative. We can't possibly have the value as far as problem solving and looking at the big picture and the details as well. Yeah, this book makes such perfect sense in that if anybody sits down to read it, which I hope they will, it's so very, very important. You know, and you talk about some, some key personal issues that I think people forget. Kids this day don't have social skills. They don't have eye contact. They don't have body language. You you know, I was with uh, a couple of my uh, granddaughters, uh, and they're teenagers, and, and they really don't have the conversational skills, those talking skills, mm-hmm. you know, even even that eye contact. So, you know, and, and I really engage, you know, I'll engage and I'll get you, I want your eyes, I want you looking at me and I want you talking <laughs> right, to me. Right, right, And right. And this is something that I don't think parents, I mean, and, you know, the first thing they do, they hand a baby. You know, and I see it happen all over in airports. Every place I go, they'll take their their smartphone and they hand it to their their two year old, who who begins yeah. to use it as if they're you know a, pro, a professional. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've exactly. never seen little kids so so proficient on on these, and then, and they're flipping it and they're pictures and you know and you're just watching it. So so we really don't even stop to think what we're creating. You know, you're lucky. Your two daughters have have definitely experienced something that they're going to continue to share with their children, and how, and of course you're sharing it with friends and family, and it just goes on and on. But it really is teaching behavior. I mean, it's it's allowing yeah, behavior, but it's teaching a kind of behavior and how to think. You know, the only thing I can think, Tiffany, is that so many of us are afraid to be left out of the picture. I know. Well, I think, okay, here I have thoughts about that because, listen, I love being connected and knowing everything that's going on and doing all this, but what we need to remember is that you need to take a break from all of that to kind of have the perspective on how to best contribute once you go back in. If we're kind of always in it and just like connected and we don't want to miss out on anything and we just, we can't be apart. Again, it's like we'll never have that perspective of, of separating from it. Your best ideas will come on how to contribute to everything you're connected to when you take a break. And there's so much research that says, put your mind in a different mode. You know, the whole concept, even of a sabbatical, which professors take all over the world at every university. And actually the word sabbatical comes from Sabbath. It comes from any you need to pull yourself out of your regular situation to get perspective and do other things 
so you can best contribute. So a Shabbat or a Sabbath is a weekly sabbatical where you retreat from your normal life, be with the people you love, do the things you love, take a break from the screens, refresh, recharge, regroup, and then you're going to be able to contribute to all those things in such a better way. Yeah. So how do we get people to do this rather than reading your book? How do you get, I mean, and again, it's permission, you know, it's permission to give yourself the ability to put the smartphone down, uh, shut the screen on the computer. The only thing, I mean, I use my phone for my alarm. So I said, well, I got to get an alarm clock. (laughs) Oh, I've done a lot of experiments in that. No, no, actually, (laughs) it's it's fun when you go, okay, I want to actually read in an undistracted way because I like to read before I go to bed. Uh-huh. And I've been experimenting with a lot of alarm clocks. I've I found this new one. It's an aero, aromatic therapy, you know, aromatherapy alarm yeah, clock. Yeah, I like that those. We up with the valves. Yeah, but I gotta know, have a sound machine. <laughs> yeah, and like I have in the book a lot of um, things to do the other six days too. Where, yeah. um, but actually on my tech shabbats, I just wake up naturally. Like one day a week, I just let my body wake up on its own, which is pretty delicious. But the other days, and so the book talks a lot about the value of taking a full day of rest every week. But then I have a lot of um, ideas to do throughout the week. Like get a watch. Get a watch again. Wear a watch again. Because so yeah. often you look at your phone for the time, yeah. and then you, you get sucked into the rabbit hole. Or mm-hmm. I, I don't look at the phone when I wake up anymore because I found it so stressful. Ever since the 2016 election where I was letting, like, Trump headlines stressed me out first thing uh-huh. in the morning before coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now I, I, I write in a five-minute journal, and I just find, even if it's just like five or ten minutes, drinking my coffee, thinking about my day, and not waking up to my phone has been huge. And I also uh-huh. carry a – I have a, a printed day planner now again because yeah. I find that at a restaurant, you're making a plan. You know, It's just actually so nice to pull out a notepad instead of your phone. Yeah. And and let your mind wander. So there's so many things that you can do all throughout the week also, but I totally recommend, you know, obviously get the book. The book tells you the reasons why and the how mm-hmm. and the benefits. And then, um, like I mentioned, there's this great Facebook group that I started. It's so much fun because so many people are just like, it's really offering support for each other. And they tried a tech Shabbat and it worked, but this didn't work. What should I do next week? And the great thing is it happens every week. So you can keep figuring yeah. out what Well, you, you, talk, you talk about emergency. You talk about when things occur that, I mean, things that you can't avoid that that's life. You can't, you can't avoid yeah. life. Yeah. But you can compensate. You can, you can prepare. And like I said, a lot of people don't have landlines. They don't have them. They've gone strictly. Yeah. They've gone strictly to their cell phones for any kind of. In fact, most people don't even have computers anymore. They just have a large smartphone. I mean, it's interesting. Right. We need to. I like. I like this part. Think backwards. I like that. That yeah. I, I read that and I went. You know what? I really like that idea. All right, talk about think backwards because I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So that's an expression that my family uses a lot when. We're trying to get somewhere or do something in the right side of mind. Like there's a lot of uh-huh. things to do on Sunday or whatever. We're like, let's think backwards on yeah. how we can do everything we want to do and arrive at where we want to arrive in the right frame of mind. Yeah. So my, one of my last chapters in the book is called Let's Think Backwards. And I talk about society and technology. And let's really project forward. If we continue living this way, first of all, everyone's going to burn out. Everyone already feels so exhausted by the news and the social media. There's the 
a huge mental health crisis. I mean, teens, teen suicide has gone up 57% yeah. since 2007, which is the exact year the smartphone came out. Kids are being handed supercomputers yeah. before they're emotionally able to deal with everything coming at them. Yeah. And I think that we need to just ask a question as a society. Do, do we think this is a good way to live? I think companies need to give weekends off again. I think we shouldn't be writing and expecting responses and texts on the weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. the way companies are run, I think, need to be thought because it's just too easy to – You're working 24-7 right. for the boss. Yeah. Right. And even even your leisure, posting on Instagram and Facebook, you have to put a filter and a caption. and So even leisure feels like work. So we're creating a world where everything feels like work. And you have to be on and available to everyone all the time. I I go into all the different ways why that's not good. So let's think yeah. backwards on the world that we want. What's the world we want? Yeah. You know, we yeah. want gender equality. Your work goes into this a lot. More women in leadership positions, and so we can get to better balance in society. Yeah. We want. There's so many. What, what's the because we can shape this world, and I think. Um, you know, I'm working with this organization. It's the um, the Web Foundation. The founder of the Web is Tim Berners-Lee. You know, their phrase is the Web we want, because yeah. right now it's playing to our human weaknesses. It's like a temptation machine. There's yeah. thousands of behavioral scientists and engineers, and their job is to keep you glued to the screen, and they're winning. Oh yeah. And if you say, you know, I don't want that. I actually want to be present when I'm reading. I want to read undistracted when I'm with my partner, my grandkids, my kids, I want to be present. I don't want the phone to be distracting me every second. So I think we really need to think on like government level, society level, education, our kids, our relationships. What do we want here? Is this, do we feel, everywhere I've gone on my book talk, I ask like, who feels like they're on screens too much? Everybody raises their hand. (laughs) Every age group, every different socioeconomic class. It's like the universal issue right now. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I think if you're sitting in a room and everybody's on their phone, you're, you're thinking to yourself, I think I feel left out. Maybe, But, you know, now I'm not thinking that way. But before I'd be like, well, well, I should be on my phone, too. I should be doing that. What's going on in my world? But now I'm looking around, and I, I really am. I'm just getting tickled because it, it's taking just a few seconds to see really what I've been doing. And, and probably people have looked at me at some point and gone, look, what is she doing? Here's this beautiful view that she's missing she's sitting there on her phone and you know i do a lot of work on my phone uh, on my phone in the car i do admit that but i don't have to do that in the on the weekends i don't have to do that well that's the thing like i'm you you, if you saw me like traveling to a book talk i am often trying to multitask and get things done on the road so it's not like i'm this like i have digital perfection and i'm never on my phone which is not true sure but one one day a week, those phones are nowhere, and it makes me so happy. And the people we have over for dinner on Friday night every week, it's such a joyous, it's such a different conversation when phones aren't a part of a dinner conversation. People aren't yeah. showing you things on their phone. I mean, it, it's weird. People are showing <laughs> Here's you Here's my world. Do you want to see time. my world? Here, look, look. Oh, exactly. So yeah. I think it makes me more intentional the other six days. I stop myself a lot quicker and be like, Tiffany, get off the phone. Turn yeah. off the phone, and I do all these other things, but I think we could all just really rethink how are we using it? Does it amplify who we are, or does it diminish it? When are the situations to use it, and when should we put it away and that's yeah. the big question I'm wanting people to wrestle with 
Well, you know, I was thinking personally, though, some of the things that I've quit doing, I've stopped doing, and I thought, well, in this 24 hours, I can start doing those things again. I mean, I used to do, I used to paint, I used to draw and paint, and I have horses now, and I have all these horses, I want to do their their portraits, I want to do each one, each horse, and, 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 you know, I can do that. If I take that 24 hours and just say, okay, I'm going to get back into drawing, I'm going to get back into painting, I'm going to get back into my reading. But, you know, I've already got plans. I have the plans. And everybody you know has a plan of something, can plan something that they've stopped doing because they're too busy doing this stuff on the phone social media, blah, 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 you know, and I, I, you know, I'm not going to stop all that either, but I'm still looking forward to that 24 hours that I will have time to just really start doing some things that used to bring me such joy and such happiness. I love, I love this. I just got chills. I love the image of you painting your horses. And I think everyone's got that list. If ever, yeah. anyone listening is saying, gosh, I, I want to bring this into my life, or I want to convince my partner to bring this into their life, I would say, have everyone write that list. What brings you joy? What do you wish you did more of? Because I will bet you the screen has sucked up a lot of that time that you used to do those things. Sure. Because it's Absolutely. so alluring. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this has been wonderful. And, you know, what's important is they know where they can reach you, where they can buy this book, and tell them more about just going on your website because you have so much information on your website, too. Yeah. I have uh, – okay, for the book, I have 246life.com, so it's the numbers 24, and then sixlife.com, um, and you can find out, get the book there, all the different ways, and then um, tiffanyschlain.com is like all information about my speaking, and I'll, I'll do a lot of, I, actually, I didn't even mention, the one thing I want to tell you is that it was just announced this week, but the Museum of Modern Art in New York, I'm premiering a performance there next month. Wow. Um, for something I call spoken cinema, which is where I kind of live narrate a movie and I have a soundtrack playing and I do all this audience interaction. And anyways, I'm doing that. So I do a lot wow. of speaking and performing and uh, they can find it there. And then I'm on like Twitter and my last name doesn't have a C in it. A lot of people just put that uh-huh. in there. I'm but on when's Twitter, the, when's Instagram. The, when is the performance in New York again? It when is, is it? Uh, February uh, 15th at the MoMA in New York. Oh, and I'd love to be there. I'm going to be at National. Uh, are you no, going to be, be there? At Scottsdale. No, I'm going to be at Scottsdale, the first big horse show of the year. I'm going to be riding uh, and driving my Arabians. But, boy, that would uh, be wonderful. Well, you're going to be I, traveling with that show, aren't you? Will you travel yeah, with it? I will. I, I will keep you posted for sure. Yeah. I would love for you to see well, it. I'd, like and I'd, to, love to... I'd love to meet you personally someday, and yeah. I know we will. But uh, that's fantastic. But this... 24-6, The Power of Unplugging One Day. This is a great <laughs> book, and it's one that we all need to read and start te- doing ourselves and teaching that to our families and to our children and to our best friends. This is wonderful. Uh, well, I, I love it. I, I love such, it. such a pleasure talking to you, and I love all the inspiring work you do. I'm excited for your documentary, so please send me information Absolutely. on that. I can help get the word oh, out. will. Well, we'll just keep okay. connecting. We're going to keep doing stuff, so let's just keep connecting. And you have a, the happiest of New Year, and it's already looking pretty darn good. Oh, great. Have a great day. Great talking you to you. You too.